It is 24 hours before the events of the last two episodes. On the map in the conference room, uh, there was a blip on the map, a, a portal that had opened up in the state of New Jersey. Hank has decided to send a team to take a look at what that could possibly be, because whenever there is a portal, that means that something has been sent to that town, or potentially it could be John. If anything is there, that means that it's time to go there and check it out. A hell gate opening is not exactly something that you just ignore. And so Lucy, Buck, and Allie, uh, you have all been sent out to a very small town called Morristown in New Jersey. It's pretty unassuming. Uh, and, you know, you're, you're just out there looking for a monster. Just give me like a minute or two of like a scene of what you would do in order to investigate to try and figure out what's going on out there. Well, I, for one, think Buck would probably take like a cardboard box and a stick and take like, you know, like a treat or something and then <laughs> set the cardboard box <laughs> against the stick. <laughs> Buck is a professional. So, yeah, that makes sense. Allie is standing back saying, I don't, is that okay? Well, I don't think that. All right. Okay. We'll see how that goes, I suppose. This is very confused. Is it not that smaller than we thought it would be? That's interesting. <laughs> <laughs> now has real quick question has buck ever tried this with like a uh shipping container and like some sort of like rebar kind of thing uh and then just like an entire turkey has is, like does does buck's system just consist of like getting slightly larger sticks and uh boxes i think it just consists of doing slightly dumber things each time but more and more grander in scale sure Good. that makes sense um okay so because you, you know, know he's he's a professional, so obviously it's going to work, right? <laughs> right. You have shown up in this small town, and um, it, it doesn't seem to be like in a panic. So whatever has arrived has has either not shown its face, or it has certainly killed someone, and no one has uh, discovered it. So what what do you do? Like where where do you go to begin your search? Who do you talk to? Do you have any sources in the field? Uh, do you yeah, I don't, I don't know. Like, you know, like what, what, what is your process, you know, for, for finding this? Yeah, so who's, was that prompted all of this? Um, why don't we like, do this? So the last one I, I, uh, Buck kind of answered, um, although I feel like that was mostly joking. Um, <laughs> but, uh, let's say, let's say Graham, why don't you answer this? Oh, dang it. So I was gonna say I'm muscle. I, know. I just, I follow, I follow Buck. That's and fair. Okay. Well, then Allie just wouldn't be comfortable taking charge. So that's like, yeah, that's my sure. problem okay. right now. That's all. Okay. So then, if that's the case, we'll go back to yeah. Buck. Um, Buck. <laughs> in, in <laughs> well, in that case, I go back to what I said before. No. So, in, in, so when the box doesn't turn up anything yeah. other than a pizza rat. Wait, is um, Buck like, like, yeah. like scanning the sides of the road, like going through piles of like feces and being like, hmm? He's like li licking the bear. road, like it's it's been here. Um, <laughs> I think Buck would probably go to exactly where the blip is to okay. see. Okay, so what happened here? Is there any damage? Is there any like major sign that there was something here? If there's anything like destroyed or damaged, then that'd probably be the first thing to check. Sure. Otherwise, it'd probably just be scoping out the area, talking to people, seeing if anything weird's been going on. Sure. Okay. So, um, you get to the location. It's just on the edge of town. 
and what you find is uh, kind of an odd scene. So, okay, so where the gate essentially opened, um, you are kind of like right on the edge of town, and like it's probably the only area of the kind of, uh, you know, concrete town here that um, has a, a fairly wooded area. Uh, and where this gate opened, it's pretty obvious because it essentially like ripped a hole in an area that should have been more, you know, wooded perhaps. Um, or perhaps it is more of a f- the fact of whatever came out of it certainly did some damage because there are trees that are like either down or they are kind of knocked asunder um, within like a, a kind of larger radius of the of your area um and so there's a lot of broken tree branches um a lot of like broken trees even and um you see a couple very odd marks on the ground sorry there's a plane flying overhead okay no is that in the narrative or is that no that was in in for my microphone and uh there are some very strange marks on the ground in a way they almost look like a giant like v or something like that right what happens is, is it starts off almost at a point and then it kind of like rakes outwards in like a larger is it like a hoof no like this is like a very large mark on the ground i mean like Ooh. way too big for a footprint but it's also very thin it starts off almost at a point like the two edges almost touch just not quite uh and then they kind of rake outwards um but the weird thing about it is that it doesn't necessarily look like something like cut into it like it's it's a very thin line um uh on the ground there um let's see and who okay if you all find all this right you see see all this stuff broken um let's go with ally um ally what's the first thing that you would decide to look at um so i'm looking at the rake in the ground Mm-hmm. Like closely, um, and I say, okay, so I don't think it's a big bird, right, <laughs> <laughs> guys? What do you think this track is? I feel like it's not from a monster. I guess I think like, do you think this could have been like the gate or something? Do they do that? I don't know. What What do you guys think here? Yeah, you're talking about like this is where like, the portal entered, like materialized or something, and something just like walked out. Yeah, I'm talking to you guys in character though. Um, yeah, yeah. Oh. I was just about to say, um, she might answer that question if you if you ask it uh, as your character. Wait, so yeah, I, I was just I was reaffirming. Oh, okay, gotcha. Like my bad. Uh, so yes, that's what she was saying. <laughs> okay. Well, I mean, portals do this sometimes, I guess. I mean. They aren't really consistent. Hmm. Yeah, like they there have been some times where they just kind of appear. There's some times where they kind of where they open up out of something. In this case, it looks like it might have just appeared. Are they ever like potentially like corporeal? Like to make a um? I didn't mm-hmm. think they were corporeal. What's like the general like dimensions of this? Like just huge um it definitely depends so like it, it is a matter of they are 
usually to the size of what is going through them. Um, okay. Yeah, almost like whoever opens them up uh, knows how big to make them. Oh, oh, yeah, but like, how big are we talking about? Like, how big are these marks? So these marks are are definitely bigger than I th- I would say. Uh, let's see, who would? I actually, I guess both Buck and Lucy would have dealt with with these uh, Hell Gates uh, before. The, these uh, this mark is definitely something that you have not seen before. I can go ahead and tell you that. Okay, I mean, like, it, it, are we talking about like car size, bus size for for the like- for the gate? You mean? Yeah, I mean, again, it, it can depend. So, like, when in 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 the spellbound arc, when John uh, left, right, like after he was done, kind of watching the three of you do your thing, and he uh, was like, "Hmm, okay," and then he decided to leave. Right, he stepped through a gate, yeah. um, but that gate was, you know, not much larger than himself. Um, but in the very first arc, the Hell Gate that. Um, the Hellgate that the uh, gigantic gargoyle went through uh, was obviously much bigger because he was a much beefier boy uh, than mm-hmm. John is. Um, so he ne- he needed a much larger uh, opening. Yeah, um, that makes sense. And actually, and and Buck, the the Hellgate that you saw was was pretty fucking huge because it was um you know not yep. just for one Wendigo. It was it was really built for like more than one Wendigo to go through at the same time. Um, so this is actually pretty interesting, right? In a way, like there, we have three people who are from completely different arcs and uh, three entirely different stories and backgrounds for for the situation. Um, yeah. So mm-hmm. okay. So while you're poking around, um, Lucy, mm. um, you find. Uh, I'm very sorry that it has to be you for this, but it, it's it's a little gross. Um, you find uh, what appears to be it is uh, it's fecal matter. Oh, good. Um, but it's Disgusting. very strange, right? Like because and like you don't realize it at first, and it's unfortunate because it's because your first uh, the first moment that you realize it is after you have taken one step into it. Um, These shoes are ruined. However, you didn't step like fully into it. If that makes any sense, what I mean by this is is there's clearly some like fecal matter, but it's also surrounded by kind of like a giant uh, pool of like a whitish liquid, um, you know, much like birds uh, have. Um, and so you've kind of like the tip of your toe of your shoe has gone into this white liquid. And that's sort of what made you realize is because you went to take another step and it was a little sticky to do so. See? I'm trying to imagine the extent that she'd be freaking out at this point because right. like, I mean, I can't do it justice, but it's probably like the, like, like you just described. It's like the moment you step in, she kind of looks down. She kind of takes a second to put two and two together. And then she's probably just going ballistic, like right. freaking out, tossing away the shoe, pulling out like antiseptic uh, washcloths, like just general, like, I don't know, neat freak. <laughs> okay, so Allie walks can't, up can't. behind you and is like, oh, okay, I was right. It's a big bird, guys. It's a big bird. <laughs> it's Buck. a big pile of shit. It's a big, yeah, but it's a big pile of shit from a big bird, obviously. Look, there's no tracks anywhere. We figured it out. Good job, Lucy. Um, Lucy's losing her mind. Just a big pat on the back. Mind. Good job, <laughs> yeah. Lucy. Yeah. So there are some... 
um, broken branches and stuff like that and, and everything like that. Like, there are some signs. The, like, one of the only other signs that you see is that it has moved um, south. So you, whoops, it has moved south. So you, uh, you know, make your way there and you start walking through this wooded area. Kind of, you're kind of now back into the edge of town. Um, and, you know, again, it, for something <clears throat> this big and, and everything like that, like, clearly people should be in a panic. Like, the fact that they haven't seen this thing um, doesn't make any sense to you. Um, and now we're going to flash forward. Um, it's been, it's been a, uh, about 24 hours now. Uh, what has happened is, is you have continued to follow the few signs that you could, and you've, you've worked your way south. Um, you've gone through multiple towns, finding a few signs here and there. Uh, you did find one homeless man who was not being taken seriously who said that um, his friend had been taken. Um, and, you know, you, uh, you know, basically the cops are just like, look, you know, sometimes people leave town. Um, yeah, and this guy was like, whoa, whoa. It was like, you know, my buddy would never do that. You know, like, I, I, someone, someone listen to me. And, of course, no one would listen to him um, because, unfortunately, our society is kind of fucked up like that. Um, but you insane. take his word. Um, Allie, I would imagine that you would be the one that you know, really wants to hear him out on that. Um, because I believe out of the three of you, you are definitely the most empathetic. Yeah, probably. Um, yeah. Mm-hmm. In order of empathetic to like, does not give a shit. Uh, Allie, Buck, Lucy. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. That's about right. Yep. Um, yep. And, uh, and the thing is like, Buck obviously is empathetic, but uh, you know, it's just not, I don't, I think Allie kind of like, because of what the, the bunker break scene detailed um i think that ali you know even though her father told her that you know you are not a monster like these you know things are um ali kind of like somehow like the way that she was speaking about these things kind of because she said like you know um she said something like you know that she wanted to do this because she felt like she needed to um and that certainly made her father afraid that she sort of uh, blames herself somehow, um, which yeah. you know is is not something that she needs to do. But of course, it's that thing of you know you know that, but does does Allie? Yeah, um, and Allie feels very deeply for everyone that's affected by any of the stuff that happens because like they're just normal people and they shouldn't have to deal with this weird crap. And so she's always like wanting to make sure that everyone is okay because it sucks to get caught up in paranormal uh, adventures. <laughs> you are a couple, uh, let's say, uh, so y- you've decided to ask this gentleman um, what's going on. Okay. Allie, what, what do you ask him about, you know, what happened? Like, you know, obviously you're the only person that's taking him seriously. You know, what what do you ask him? What do you say to him to get him to confide in you okay um hey uh i brought you a coffee it's kind of nippy out today do you want it oh uh thanks yeah i what was your name again i'm i'm Allie. uh my name is uh alex okay alex i i heard you talking about something that happened you said um your friend disappeared was that right yeah, my buddy Stuart, he uh, 
Yeah, I think he I think he got taken or something. What do you mean and, taken? Well, you know, by the sky demon. The uh, sorry, the sky demon? I don't I guess I don't know. Can you what what is the sky demon? Oh, the sky demon is I, I don't know. I think maybe it's coming for all of us. I th- a couple people uh, uh, in this town have gone missing and and not just my buddy, but I feel like no one will take my case seriously, but um there was a a, a man who was taken uh you know in like another city um that Jimbo down the lane he he told us about he sometimes goes to to the big city to to get you know recyclables uh-huh um and then uh you know obviously my buddy Stuart and I I don't know I the, the one thing that I did hear um when I was at the police station was that there was a TV on and and I saw that there was this mangled body um like right on the edge of Delaware um and it was pretty gruesome. Hmm. Um, and as you're talking to him, uh, Buck, you get a phone call from uh, from Hank. Uh, hey, Buck, uh, listen. Um, it, mm-hmm. it seems like you guys aren't finding anything. I mean, I haven't heard anything from you in, in, in almost a day. I mean, what, what the hell is going on? So we... We think it might be some kind of big flying thing. We're not exactly sure. Um, Allie's talking to a gentleman right now who says a friend of his was, was taken. So we're, we are we have a lead right now and we're following it, but I'll keep you updated as anything changes. Following it? Like where? where? Yeah. Uh, is that Lucy? Uh, yeah. Uh, Lucy? Yeah. I, I, I tried to roll to ignore, but I just. It, <laughs> I, I got you. Yeah. yeah. It, it happens to the best of us. Hey, listen. Um, yeah. You said you're following a lead. It, following it where? Uh, right now, it looks like it. we might be going as more towards Delaware, so heading south. We don't know where that's going to lead, but we're just going to keep following this Wait. trail and see where it goes. So. It started in New, in New Jersey. Yes. Like middle of New Jersey. Yeah. And you're headed south. Yes. I've got to go. Hank hangs up the phone, and he immediately calls Garth. And uh, as Garth answers, before Garth can even get a word off, Hank just yells, you all need to get the fuck out of there. Hey, everybody, it's Colin Parker, your pod boss, your keeper, your best friend, and your grill master for today's 4th of July picnic. Please be sure to put on your sunscreen during the daytime. I don't want you guys to get burned. Uh, I'm making the burgers and the hot dogs. Uh, Anything outside of that, you are obligated to all bring at least one other item, whether it be soda, plates, forks, napkins, ketchup, mustard. I guess I would have had the condiments with me, but you know what I mean. Um, I certainly hope that someone brings pie, uh, because for whatever reason, that was just the first thing that popped into my head. Um, well, Hey, you know, don't forget, we're going to be seeing some fireworks later today. Um, and, uh, that'll be the end of this little bit about the 4th of July. Happy 4th of July to anyone who's American and, or anyone who cares about the day. Uh, other than that though, let's continue to move forward. Shall we? I want to thank Alex and Graham and Morgan for stepping in and doing a quick little check-in with a different team during one of the main missions. 
it's something that we've kind of talked about and sort of maybe started to want to start implementing now that we're out of uh, the introductory arcs. And I think it'd be really interesting to sort of paint the world and paint the main campaign with little bits of uh, times where you hear from people who may not be on the main mission. I think that it really helps show that, you know, obviously these people are all here at one time, even if they're not in the same location. And it just builds all sorts of other fun little mini stories that we can tell in uh, within a, a larger story. Speaking of Graham coming on to do something fun, I want to thank Graham again because he and I just did a bonus episode for Myth Takes for our Patreon subscribers and patrons. We did a Lucy 101, which is sort of setting up the groundwork for a couple little one-shots that we're going to be doing where we uh, travel to different planets, essentially, to see different worlds that Lucy has defended, whether Lucy succeeded or lost. If you'd like to hear that bonus content and bonus content of other podcasts here on the network, please jump over to patreon.com slash the scavengers network. You'll get bonus content from shows like I Don't Know Radio, Spooky Spouses, Myth Takes, Blinking You'll Miss It, and more. Once again, that's $2 for all the bonus content for the shows here on the Scavengers Network at patreon.com slash the scavengers network. And before we hop back into the episode, I would just like to say congratulations and welcome to two of the new shows here on the network. The first show is a show that maybe you've seen around before. Um, it's a show that's been around for a little bit and they have just joined us here on the network. And that show is FMK All Day, hosted by Elizabeth Nordenholt and Aaron King. Uh, FMK All Day is exactly what it sounds like. It is just a series of FMK scenarios and, uh, they get a little wild. (laughs) You can find that show at the link in the description or in the notes section, rather, of this podcast. And in the links, you'll also find links to the other brand new show here on the network, Newsies Minute. This show is hosted by Aaron King and James Anderson. This is a movie minute by minute podcast where every single weekday they look at one single minute within the movie Newsies. So you'll get to hear about Christian Bale and all his 18-year-old glory. You'll be able to hear about Max Casella, which is a name that I haven't heard of in ages. And the second his name came up, immediately I heard the voice. So, you know, you should definitely check that out. Even if you've never seen the movie Newsies, it's unbelievably funny. Uh, It just started this week. So you can uh, already hear the first couple of episodes that have come out. And uh, they post Monday through Friday. All right, so this episode, as I said before, aired on July the 4th. And so that means that we will see you again on July 18th. All right, well, the mystery continues in Claws and Effect. We'll see you on July 28th. Here we go. And then it immediately cuts over to TJ who has been sort of tracking uh, the, you know, the, the footprints and everything like that, the odd footprints through through the woods. And he's been following it for probably a little bit longer than he really anticipated or really thought that he was. Um, and so you are kind of now in the middle of this, you know, this wooded area here and uh, right on the outskirts of 
Sykesville, Maryland, uh, and you hear a twig crack uh, somewhere deeper in the forest, um, and then you hear some rustling off to your right-hand side. Uh, and so it is It is definitely, I think, apparent now that you are not alone, and mm-hmm. not alone more than just, like, knowing that Natalie is, you know, somewhere a couple minutes behind you. It, it's more of, like, there is someone immediately closer to you. Uh, what do you do? Uh, okay. So first, first of all, I'm not sure how much the uh, folks at home know about this new move I took, but uh, I'm assuming you'll give this to me because it was in the van. Um, I will crack open a, a bag of chili picante corn nuts, no matter how loud it is, <laughs> and just down all of it uh, to get plus one forward on um, on my next roll uh, using the ability power snack. Uh, whatever right. that means, whatever that means for you, based on how loud that snack is, I think that is totally up to you. Um, I think it definitely but, depends on how you like, because yeah, it's plus one forward on your next roll. So I guess uh, I, I don't know. Like, are you going to investigate a mystery? Are you going to? So you know, what? What's, yeah, what's what I was do? what I was going to try and do was. Um, uh, investigate a mystery well okay. no no we'll no pro- i'd probably read a bad situation actually um, okay i i think that is what i would do um sounds good boop. okay plus sharp so that's going to be a seven okay uh with with my plus one forward sure. uh, it's a six plus zero and then plus one wow you you got lucky on that power I did. snack i um, absolutely did and now you you are right. Before I tell you what happens here, uh, I I do think that we actually saw it happen in the holiday uh, special. We uh, did. Which technically, is something that happens later after this this event. Um, but you know, like because we did kind of like a flash forward for that episode. Um, but uh, you know, Santa's favorite snack is of course milk and cookies. So you got mm-hmm. to use that same move during that time. Um, so yeah. So in this case, uh, you know, this is the first time in real time if you will, that you are using this move. Uh, and so since it's a mixed success, uh, you definitely pull them out of your pocket pretty quietly. And it's mm-hmm. like one of those things where it's like every movement that you make is like very slow. So you're of course very careful about what you do and mm-hmm. everything is very quiet. And then right when you do that thing where, you know, you grab one side and you don't know talk about like you take the bag and you kind of, pull it in that way so that it just opens up the seam. Oh, sure, yeah. It's very quiet, and then it goes... Mm-hmm. And that mm-hmm. sound uh, was definitely very loud, considering all that you can really hear are just like a couple of birds chirping kind of situation. And sure. um, there's kind of a pause. And then you uh, just down... You just down that bad boy. Um mm-hmm. And so uh, you are successful here. So you can read a bad situation and then we'll deal with the. Uh, uh, oh, no, actually, I guess nothing fully bad happens, but we will have something deal with that sound. So uh, you do. Well, get right, right. One. Yeah, because it's not like the the role wasn't, you know, it was it was literally me doing something kind of dumb. Right. Exactly. Um, so, yeah, let's let's see here. Um. There aren't victims, so I don't need to protect them. 
uh, who would teach it in the, at this point? Yeah, uh, it, it's probably, are there any dangers I haven't noticed is the is the question there, isn't it? Yes, that's one of the questions, yeah. yeah. Uh, I think that one probably is the one that makes the perfect amount of sense because uh, as you are kind of chowing down and kind of looking around, it seems like there's nothing nothing happening anymore. So you okay. kind of are keeping an eye and an ear out, but you're still kind of looking down at the tracks a little bit. Um, you kind of start to move forward, and uh, that's when you notice uh, one of the biggest threats to you. Uh, there is something that you don't fully see it, right? It's not like you like look up and he's just standing right in front of you, but there is mm-hmm. definitely something that it thinks you don't see it, but you definitely do, um, sort of more peripheral uh, style, but there is definitely yeah, okay. a, a larger presence um, kind of off to, like we'll call it kind of like two o'clock basically from you. Sure, um, yeah, yeah, yeah. And it is, uh, it's actually in the tree, it's kind of like up a bit, you know, probably about two and a half people's height, you know? Um, mm-hmm. So, but it's kind of like up above, kind of looking down on you, uh, thinking that it's kind of hidden uh, where it's at. Like it's trying to get the drop on me. Uh, yes, exactly. And uh, okay. it is, and you know, you again, you don't necessarily get a full grasp of what this thing is, but it is definitely hairy. Uh, and okay. it's, it's definitely kind of a, a, a bigger frame. Um, so it does look like TJ might be onto something with with his inkling of his idea. Um, although TJ probably would also find it odd that it is, you know, daytime and there seems to be this creature out and about. Right, right. No no full moon or, or whatever in right. this. On, on this one, um, okay. Hmm. So what now? All right, all right. Let's see here. How how big is this thing? Um, it or can is, I tell? No, I, I think you could definitely tell. Like I would say that like it looks like how do I say this? Like it's almost like someone took a normal human being and then just accidentally took that slider and moved it up a little bit more. Like it oh, looks, okay. it looks like the size of like. Like one and a quarter people. So um, okay, so like seven, eight feet tall. Yeah, exactly. Ish. It's it's probably it's probably close to seven and it's it's a little burly. Um you know, so but it's obviously not like gigantic. Um like it's not Got Bigfoot it. size, but it's definitely mm-hmm. it's definitely a big boy. Okay. Cool. All right. Um let's do this uh then. Um I am going to try and since I know that it is trying to get the drop on me, uh, mm-hmm. I'm going to try and do two things at once. I'm going to try and hide. Uh, okay, so why don't we do this? Yeah, let's no first. Let's let's hide. I'm going to do two things, right? Okay. I'm going to I'm going to hide and then use oops uh, to find something that hmm. might be helpful or also maybe not. So so in my head, I'm TJ is trying to uh, like nonchalantly hide because he knows he's being watched. Right. Like trying to break line of sight and like it, but, but in a way that still uh, makes whatever that thing is think that I have not noticed it. Um, and then in, in 
you know, in my mind, the way this looks is when I find that spot, I find something else there. Right. Sure. Yes. Okay. Um, okay. So where, where do you hide? I think that might affect like what I say you find. So we're, we're among the trees, right? I think that like I cut probably like away from the, like, you know, two o'clock I'm, I'm probably heading now like at like nine or 10 o'clock. Um, and I just kind of, there's, there's a like wall of like bushes and trees that are a little bit more tightly packed together than, uh, the others. Um, and I, I try and I break that to break line of sight. And then I just kind of try and make like not a lot of noise, but like I double back over my tracks and, um, and like rustle through like trees kind of doubling back, knowing that the thing can't see me or at least hoping that the thing can't see me. Um, so that when I like try and quietly sneak over like, hunched behind like a bush to try and find a vantage point um like a bush or like a you know like a shorter uh like tree um that has like really really thick leaves uh like that it likely or hopefully would have lost me and wouldn't be able to track me by sound when i got to my final hiding spot okay so yeah why don't you roll act under pressure and we'll see sure how well you, you know, backtrack and stuff like that. Uh, ooh, that's going to be a nine. Okay, perfect. Um, so that's a mixed success. So, um, let's see here. Uh, with act under pressure, I give you a worst outcome, hard choice, or a price to pay. Um, okay. Uh, so basically, I, I think the only thing here possibly is really a worse outcome sure um, yep there's there's definitely i don't think you really have anything to have a price to pay with at the moment um because you know you don't have your weapon out necessarily i mean like it's, e- it's with yeah. you but it's not like you're in the middle of a fight like you're not going to get disarmed not battle um, mode yeah right exactly um and then a hard choice is kind of hard to do when you're kind of like sneaking around stuff so i think it's gonna be a worse outcome so you're definitely going to get some of your info first okay you definitely seemingly give this creature, whatever it may be, uh, the slip. And you are kind of, you know, sneaking around and you you do a real good job with, you know, with covering your tracks. Like, where, where did you see this? Like, was this like in like Rambo or like a Bear Grylls, um, you know, special? Like, you know, where, where did TJ learn all this? It's this is this is straight up from Terminator. Like, I, I think or not term <laughs> Jesus, not Terminator. Oh, my God. Predator. Yeah. Uh, but I knew what you meant. Yeah, perfect. So, um, so it's it's that it's that like everything, but but covering myself in mud with you know to to hide <laughs> from the infrared uh, or the heat seeking whatever. Right. TJ definitely sees a pit of mud and goes, ah, mm, no, no, I like. No, this I don't need to do that. It's like the, I've got my good tennis shoes on. I'm, I'd like to not. Um, and uh, I mean, you know, as a you know quarterback, you know, you got to keep up your appearances, you know. Um, and oh, sure. as a rock, rock star, of course, as well. Um, and so TJ is just sort of like, okay, you know, so TJ's done all this stuff. TJ's done a real, real, done a real done good job. That was not English. I put those words in the wrong order. He's done a real good job. <laughs> okay. Um, 
And so TJ has kind of given the slip a little bit and you are now sort of in a, in some brush and you're kind of chilling out. You're kind of waiting and you, you do see something kind of like off in the distance. You do see whatever this thing is. It's uh, kind of going off on one of the paths that you went on and it's definitely kind of searching around and it's uh, lumbering around a little bit and it's kind of walking upright, but then sometimes it's kind of almost getting down on all fours in a way, or it looks like that. Maybe it's crouching to look, who knows? Like it's kind of hard to tell from the distance, but then you do hear something uh, off to your side. Um, And so you take your eyes off of the person who's pursuing you Mm -hmm. long enough to look through a different uh, set of branches. And uh, that's when you find a site that I think that you kind of probably weren't really prepared for. Whatever this thing is, uh, there are more of them. In fact, you are kind of just on the other side of like a tall set of bushes that leads over into sort of like a a clearing uh, that has some like makeshift like lean-tos kind of situations. Oh. I don't want to call it like a hobo camp because I feel like that's extremely not like appropriate because like I, I but I don't know what else to like equate this to like it looks but like it's a it's a it's an outpost yeah it's it, exactly it's like an outpost but like in a way like if you've ever played anything like Fallout it's it's very much like it looks like a dystopian world but like obviously mm-hmm. you know that outside these outside these woods life is normal yeah um, it's, so it's, it's yeah we're we're what like a half mile from <laughs> from like right, a yeah, manicured exactly. lawn Exa- yeah. yes exactly um and. The, the thing is that you see these things and that's when you kind of actually get an actual close-up look of one of them uh, because uh, one of them has stepped out of its little lean-to and it is looking around and then that's when you hear like from probably maybe 20 feet away from you, this creature kind of goes Oh no. Picante. Oh no! And it turns in your direction. And as you turn to run, uh, you run straight into the one that was pursuing you. Why don't you just roll two d6 up and down for me? Oh and boy! I'm gonna see how this what this does here for you. Uh, well, hey, I rolled a ten, so that's pretty great. Okay, good. So. Uh, you're going to get knocked out, but you're not going to take any damage. Okay, cool. Um, and so you, uh, come to, and you are tied up to a chair. Um, you are in sort of kind of like a larger tent. Um, and, uh, you see one of these creatures walk, walk, uh, walk through like the flap. Um, and this is. Uh, okay, so okay, let me ask you this. Yeah, you, you've seen the the classic Michael J. Fox Teen Wolf, correct? Uh, a while ago, yeah. Okay, but like you know what it looks like essentially to have like a teenage werewolf, but like still in clothes. Yes. Okay, yes. So that is essentially what is standing in front of you. Uh, but what is TJ's reaction to that? I mean, you might have. Uh, are you a Teen Wolf? Uh, I was. I guess now I'm a man-wolf. Wolf-man, like perhaps. 
A wolf, okay. Um, can I... Uh, I kind of hate this. Can you, can I go? Uh, we're trying to figure it out ourselves. Um, look, we're not, we're not going to hurt you, but it's, you know too much now. Uh, I, I don't, no, I don't. I, I, this is probably just a movie set, right? You're filming Teen Wolf 3. This time it's uh, personal on the on the basketball court, right? Uh, yeah. Wink, you know, we're, wink. We're gonna we're gonna slam dunk. Uh, that's how I beat Shaq. Um, you know, uh, no. Uh, unfortunately, I uh, uh, this is really tough. We listen. Here's here's the thing. We uh we made a deal like a long time ago that we could stay here as long as. As long as we didn't attack nobody, and as long as, as long as, uh, we stayed secret. Well, uh, it, it kind of seems like you, you really, you really donged it on that one, uh, my man, because there, there is someone, or was someone, like, just like a half mile over that way that, that has been scooped out and... It looks like there it was there's fur everywhere. Uh so that ship may have sailed for y'all. Yeah. On that, that was, one. That was unfortunate. That one was uh, that one's really tough on us. That one was, was my brother. You see? Uh, uh, wait, 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 what your your brother did your brother scooped him or no, my brother's the one who died. Oh my, I'm so sorry. Yeah, his, uh, Bruno was a good guy, you know? He, uh, he never, well, I don't know. I mean, truth be told, you know, he's not my blood brother. He's my, bro- like, we're all brothers and sisters here, which is also weird, I guess, because I guess sometimes we date, but it's it's more of like a spiritual brothers and sisters situation. Um, we're all, listen, I, I know, I know what Teen Wolf is because I've, I've seen the movie, right? Uh, but you have to think about it like this. We, um, we weren't always like this. There was, um, okay, look, if I tell you what our deal is, maybe, maybe we'll, we can come to some sort of agreement as to. I don't know. Okay, look, I'm just—I'm gonna talk us through this. Okay, we're just gonna I'm, talk it out. I—it <laughs> seems like I don't really have a choice. So that's true. Yeah, you are tied up. You're not going nowhere. Um. So anyway, uh, my my name is George. Uh, George Diaz, and I used to live here in Maryland, and then one day. Uh, they just sort of, they scooped us up. They scooped a whole bunch of us up. And, you know, we, it was, I was told that, you know, I'd volunteered for us for, for like a research development team, you know. I thought it was one of those things where they give you 500 bucks, you test a new drug for like a week, 
and then that's it. This is this is going to get a little gruesome, so I, I'm sorry, but uh, a lot of us didn't make it. There was this man. He was trying to understand werewolves. Um, because werewolves are... They're myth, but they're also not fake. And there has not been a... There hasn't been a case of, of these guys in, in a long time. But he found, he found some DNA. He found some preserved werewolf DNA. He only had one. And he was trying to figure out what it was that caused him so that he could maybe make a cure in case they ever came back. They're still out there. They're not dead. They're just, they're kind of endangered, I guess. But if they ever made a push, it could be pretty devastating. He tried to figure out how to make us or how to make them. And well, he failed. We're not human. We're not werewolves. We're not wolf. We're hairy. You know, we got these stupid bush tails and they call us the Dwyo. And we live, we live mostly close to the, the Blue Ridge Mountains. Um, but, uh, you know, we had a couple different settlements, if you will. Uh, there's there's three places that we live. There's the Blue Ridge Mountains, there's the Middletown Valley, and then there's here, Sykesville. Um, we haven't heard from our brothers and sisters in Blue Ridge in a while. And uh, it turns out something something got our brother Bruno the other day. I know this because... Um, well, uh, you, you see this girl, Allie, she was out there with them. They were, I don't know, I, maybe they thought they could run away and live somewhere. I don't know what they thought they were doing, but they were out there and they were further away than they should have been. And there was some kid. And um, when this monster came and got him, they basically bought him time to run. It just feels like we're always sort of sacrificing for what's well, weird to say humans, because I guess, well, we used to be humans, but I don't know. It's just, it's, this is tough. I, I feel like I got to let you go, but I can't, because if you I, tell people that we're hey, here, hey, we're dead. Hey, what? Hey, hey, uh, I, I actually think I can help you. Um, that, this is, this is weird. Um, okay, so, first, first thing, um, as, as you can tell, I'm, I am a little, obviously, uh, shaken up, um, but uh, you probably noticed that I'm not freaking out about your appearance. Um, I, I do know that, that, that. There are things in this world that that people think are imaginary or made up or th things from legend or stories and and that a lot of those 
or some of those at least are real. Um, so I'm, I am on your level on that. And I have been working to try to I guess I mean I don't know I we I I came across I heard about this murder uh, Bruno's murder That's what brought me out here That's why I came into the woods How did you some teenage kid How did you get called in on a murder charge I I I, I follow uh, I'm going to try and ma- manipulate someone right now. Okay. Um, I am. I do not want him to know uh, what the deal is with everything. Um, all right. So, so th- th- I think my yeah my plan is to like what I want him to do is is believe that I have. So I'll, I'll just I'll just say what I'm going to say and then I'll roll. How about that? Okay. Yeah, that, that makes sense. I, I, I mean, I know, I know these things are real, and you know, I'm, I'm obviously not the only one. There are blogs, and most of them are just completely laughed off. But a couple of them are run by people who really, really know what they're doing. There's a, I, there's a Twitter feed, there's a Pinterest board, uh, there's a, a Tumblr, and sometimes there's like fan art on on that one but but some of the some of the information is legit and they they comb through police reports to try to uh to try and keep people abreast of the situation so that's that's how i got here um and that is going to be an eight on that one okay so what what exactly are you hoping to like convince him to do or or have happen with this information Uh I don't want him to, I, I want him to drop it, right? I want him, I want him to drop the line of questioning that leads to the initiative. Sure. Okay. Um, so you just don't want him to hurt you. Okay. Um, or like have it come down to kick some ass. He, he sits and thinks on this for a little bit and he goes, all right, well, uh, I don't know what to say. I mean, I guess... Even if you don't tell them anything, someone else might eventually. Uh, I'm not sure what to do here, kid. I'm I'm not the only one looking into this. If if you let me go, I can steer them away from you. And I I can't I can't promise anything, but I think I can help. I think I can help you not getting picked off one by one, but you're going to have to let me go and you're going to have to give me some information on who or what killed Bruno. I need to know what you know so that I can help you. Okay, so I think with all of that, I think I now know what he would need from you. Um, mm-hmm. in order to make this all make sense and everything like that, or for him to want to help you. Um, he says, all right, listen, 
I'm, I'm willing to help you and to let you go. But you've got to do something for me. The thing is, is that, yes, one of us was killed, but there's others that have been killed too. And I know that people are going to start sniffing around here. No pun intended. And I'm real, I got to be, I got to be uh, honest here. I'm real. There's one lady in town whose main job is to sort of keep us in line and or keep an eye out on us. I think she thinks that we don't know she's there, but I know Victoria. Victoria is the one who, who dropped us off here to begin with. She and that goddamn fucking awful team. They brought us in and then they essentially bag and tagged us and took us back out and placed us in these little sanctuaries. You know, we can never live a normal life again. And I'm just afraid that she's going to think that it's us doing these killings. But I'm telling you, it's it's not us. She's really shaken up. She just she keeps babbling on and just not making any sense. She keeps mentioning, you know, like obviously I know that there's other things out there, but she's she's mentioning things that are clearly like not real. That that can't be real. They're long dead. And I think that she's maybe she's like reverting to nightmares or she's thinking she saw what she wants to see. I don't know what it is, but we got to get a real answer out of her or we're all going to die out here. Uh, Well, then that sounds like a good place to start. You have other people. Oh, sorry. Go ahead. Why don't you let me? Try to talk to Allie. See if see if I can't learn anything. Or or you can try and talk to her directly. Just anything that she says could be helpful because hey, it seems like you don't have any leads. And neither do I. <sighs> I you, you know what? Scratch that. You don't have any leads. I have one lead, right? And that okay. one lead is is I found a body covered in fur that had been scooped out. You know you know that that lead that lead points directly to you and your friends. That is my one lead. And that makes you at this point suspect number 1. Now, obviously the fact that you haven't, you know, killed me points pretty pretty solidly to your innocence and all this and I'm willing to believe that but you gotta understand if someone else if anyone else finds this are you really willing to roll those dice we gotta take any chance we can I guess I don't know I'll it's conflicting. I know that all I would have to do is roll at least a ten on two d six. No, uh, no. What he what he actually says is, um, "You're right. I mean, I I could have killed you at any time. I could have killed you the second you know you opened that bag of picante uh, nuts back there. They're really good. They I'm are really good. So hungry. Yeah, we don't get them often out here, but uh, 
Listen, I know how I know how bad it looks. At the end of the day, though, we swore that we would not do anything awful, mostly to ourselves, but mostly because we wouldn't give the satisfaction to that that bastard that did this to us. Mm-hmm. He made we made the agreement that we would never step out of line, or he'd come out here and kill us himself. And I gotta be honest with you, kid. I'm never gonna give Hank that satisfaction. making fun of really, really bad ghost hunting shows. There's one in particular we enjoy making fun of. It's called Ghost Adventures, and it includes things such as bad fashion sense, grown men yelling at nothing, outrageously large belt buckles, too much hair gel, and unfortunately, a lot of really cringy, painful, and socially unaware stuff too. I'm Cassie. And I'm Max. We're the hosts of Insanely Haunted, the show where we watch and review every episode of Ghost Adventures. Find Insanely Haunted for free wherever you get your podcasts. The Scavengers Network. Creator-driven. Community-focused. Treasured content.